0: Hi, my beautiful people, this is Beame Shavery and I am here with your daily dose of energy and this will be your episode for June 10th. This is so incredible because as I'm recording this, which is um, two days before, I'm recording this on the day, literally four hours ago a bill has been passed to mark Juneteenth, a federal holiday. And as I was preparing for this episode, I wasn't really emotional while I was preparing for the episode because I was very clear on what I was feeling, what I wanted to talk about, what I wanted to share. But this solidifies even more so the significance of the trajectory that we are all on. We are on a path of massive rebirth, massive shifts, massive changes, and no matter what is about to unfold, what has unfolded, the uproars that are happening around us, there are some significant things that are happening around us and internally and within our own lives, and it's very important for us to be aware of that, because sometimes we can get lost in the pain of what has been, what is occurring and what we know the truth to be. So today. One of the most significant things that we can start this episode with is. Happy Juneteenth. Happy opportunity for. Rediscovering the power within Happy reemergence happy reidentification, Happy resurrection to you all, to us all. One thing that we know is that we can never undo what has occurred, and for those who are unfamiliar with what Juneteenth is, I strongly suggest you do your research on. Juneteenth and why it is so significant if you are signed up for my newsletter then you are already familiar uh, very much so about what Juneteenth is but also I just released an episode which gave you guys also in refresher just a quick refresher so you are also reminded of the significance but more importantly I've been living out Juneteenth, existing in the midst of Juneteenth, celebrating Juneteenth, acknowledging Juneteenth all my life, because that has been a very significant turning point for humanity and for our culture, for my family. For those of you who are unfamiliar with what Juneteenth is, I'll give you a briefing. Juneteenth was the day. In eighteen hundred and sixty seven that well sixty-five, but it wasn't until after sixty-seven when there when it was passed into law that black people were actually granted freedom from being slaves. It wasn't until General Gordon Granger appeared in Texas in Galveston and made it perfectly clear June 19th, 1865 that slavery was over. And someone who was born and raised in Texas, this is very significant because of the things that are occurring right now with the voting rights, the things that are happening right now with the fight for freedom, the things that are happening right now With this undercurrent still in Texas or in the southern states or the red states who were still following the Confederate laws, the Confederate ways of existing. And even now. They still operate in that sense of Confederacy, even though the Confederacy was a was a less than five year war that we lost. And that war was fought to keep. Black people enslaved and dehumanized them, continue to create this essence of non existence amongst black people. But they lost that war. And people still to this day honor that Confederate monument and their Confederate soldiers because those beliefs are still instilled in the culture of America and in the southern states and it is spread all over on June 19th in 1865 Gordon Granger announced in Galveston that it was over and it actually had been over since 1863 when Abraham Lincoln passed the emancipation proclamation, proclamation, proclamation. I'm sorry, Mercury, leave me alone. Proclamation. Okay. And in 1980, Juneteenth became a a Texas state holiday. You don't get off for it. No one really talked about it, but the black people, uh, no one really acknowledged it up until last year, really, but it was very, uh, important amongst the African American um, community because, That was our way of saying we were not free on July 4th. July 4th is an independence holiday, not for black people. And even after the Emancipation Proclamation, and even after the slavery was the, even after the slavery law was passed, The rise of the KKK, the rise of further white supremacy, the rise of the clear disconnect and the disregard, and all of that still persisted because why? The 14th and the 15th, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment had to be amended several times after it was put into law. And even after that, Every 25 years, the Voters' Right Act has to be signed off by a sitting president to still acknowledge black people, men and women, as a part of this country's constitution and given the ability to vote. The right to vote, the right to exist in a space where you are included in the votes. And that is what makes it so significant with all of these Republican states passing these bills that prevent voters rights and limit the capabilities of voters and stop certain type of, you know, things from happening when it comes to access. It's because when the people decide that they need to see changes and they understand the power. So for years, we thought. And we assumed there was no power in voting because our votes didn't count. And that's not a lie. For many, 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 many years, even after we were technically in law, able to vote, there were still so many restrictions that prevented us from voting. And slavery has not been abolished because the prison system is still a form of slavery. They were anyone who is put in that system is still considered a slave. They are not included in the freedoms of those who are supported by this constitution that was originally created with out us in mind. So as we're on this day, we're preparing for June 19 festivities. Of course, you get together with family, you get together with your people, you enjoy music, you love the red, green and yellow clothing, you in in black clothing, you enjoy blasting our Tupac and we love our black cultural music and we ride and love and read up on our Black Panthers and the history of all of the things black American culture. All while still sitting in the midst of the fight of it all. But when you understand the significance in the power of the fight, you understand that. There is also joy in the midst of the battle as well. There's joy there. In 1980, Juneteenth became a Texas state holiday, as I stated It's not federal. It wasn't federal. You don't get off. It's not publicly acknowledged. It's not like Dr. King's birthday. It's not like, you know, July 4th or Columbus Day. Well, Columbus Day ain't none because he ain't anyway. It's not like that. It's not like Christmas. It's not like Thanksgiving. It's not like that. It is just a day that the Texas people silently understand that this is the day Texas allowed their people that were black to be free. Even though they didn't technically allow them to be free because there's still laws and there's still systematic oppression and there's still systemic oppression. And there are still people who are in our Congress and in our city council and in our government Positions that still enforce legislation that was passed that completely went against everything that would have included us as a part of everyone's constitution. But only South Dakota since 1980, the only red state that fully acknowledges Juneteenth. But only a handful of other states observe it as a paid holiday. Most of those states are definitely not red. Now, I want to make it clear. I want to make it clear. Just because. Juneteenth, 1865 was the day that we were aware we were free in Texas, right? It does not take away the significant failure of shift. Of the person of the of the mentality. Just because you're told you're free, you're still restrained, you're still in fear of, you still don't know how to move beyond the restraints you have been born into. You don't know how to. So so much of your life continues to mimic that of which. You were as a slave and the sad part about it is. There were no systems in place. There were no resources in place. There were nothing in place that provided access, that provided literacy, that provided true rebuilding, grooming, teaching, shielding, protecting, growing of the mind, body and spirit. There is no. It's much like when a person comes out of jail, you just out of jail. There is no help. There is no no resources to to help you survive outside of the restraints you're so accustomed to. You're just there. Right. You're just there. And. Throughout the years, we picked up the names Jubilee Day, Liberation Day, Emancipation Day, Freedom Day for uh, June 19th. But most of it in the last few years has been widely. Expressed because we felt that was our space to be all of us, not just Black History Month. Most of us don't even celebrate Black History Month because we're black every day and coming from a family like mine, I tell people all the time, I come from a family I I grew up with both sets of great grandparents, both sets of grandparents, my parents. I was blessed in my lifetime to meet my great great grandparents. So my lineage and my quote unquote ancestors are people that I've known I met I've lived with they fed me they've groomed me they have taught me they've loved me they've disciplined me they have been an active part of my life and even after they've transitioned on that is what is still within me their struggle not just the pain of it but the lessons of it I never grew up expecting 40 acres and a mule because my family always had land That was the thing that my great grandparents and my great great grandparents. Prioritized on both sides, maternal and paternal side of my family. So there is an abundance of land. I never wanted 40 acres in a mule. I never knew that I needed 40 acres in a mule because I always had it. And even that is a sense of privilege because not everybody who has that type of lineage has that. Still to this day, after they're gone, our family does. We still pay taxes on our land. We still take care of our land because that is our ancestry. That's our history. That's our. Those are our roots. And to think that those things were granted to my family, not to my family, but to to our lineage, and everything it took to keep it up all these years. My great grandparents passed when they were in their hundreds. I was well in my mid 20s. It's 21 of us first cousins on my dad's side alone. We have a huge family, collective cousins, over three, four hundred of us. And we always get together for family reunions. Last couple of years, we weren't able to. But this year would be off is our 45th. 45th year minus the two years we had to miss because of this pandemic, because we have older people in our family. We have great aunts, great cousins, great uncles in our family. And so the history of your culture and your ancestry does not go away. And it isn't just in the history books. I never had to look to the history books to learn a lot of history because I honored and valued and saw and expressed and was taught that from my home. And so as we are approaching Juneteenth, I feel like it's very important for people to understand that even though I don't want to get emotional. Even though documentation was signed to release people, it had already been embedded in the minds. It had already been embedded in the spirits. They've already seen a lot of what this meant to their lives and their family. And they knew nothing else because they were born in it. Most of them knew nothing else. And so they died enslaved, even though they were free. When I think about my grandparents, my grandmother, I love her so She's my only living grandmother now. She picked cotton at 14. My grandmother was born in the 40s. And when you think about cotton, you think, oh, that's so far along. Go. No, 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 it's not. It's not. It's my grandmother has stories of her hands bleeding Leaving school to go pick cotton to get paid nothing. Having to go to school, graduating high school. My grandmother wasn't even able to to go to college in the 70s because women were not allowed to get an education beyond high school. When my grandmother went to college, which was in the 80s, you listen to the pride, you listen to the determination, you listen to the things that she had to deal with. And you listen to the struggle of it all, but also you look at the, the perseverance and you look at the grace and you look at the, the mercy and the resilience and the fight. And when you think about everything that the people that you've loved in your lineage and the people that, you know, for the people who are not black, the people that, you know, you got to understand it goes beyond what you're looking at on a TV. It goes beyond the movies that you look at. It goes beyond just the police brutality. It goes beyond all of that. Because everything that cripples our community today has always crippled our community. We are fighting the remaining shackles, we're fighting to release ourselves from the remaining bondage, we are fighting. People often think that because Juneteenth allows black people the freedom and they're no longer enslaved, they forget that, you have to understand that 1865, was when the document was signed in Texas. But it wasn't until 1920 when they passed the 19th Amendment that women were able to even vote. So yes, black people are free. Now, mind you, 1920 is not black women voting. It's women. But even though we are not slaves because 1865 slaves are free, you're still not considered a human being. You're still not considered a part of society. You're not included in the Constitution. This was not the beginning of our existence. It was just the acknowledging of Our birth, our, our, you know, it wasn't acknowledging our existence in the world. It was acknowledging that there's another species or spawn somewhere, but you're still not one of us. You're still not good enough. You're still not a part of us. You're still not included. You're still not a significant part of society to be cared for, nurtured, protected or saved. And let me mind you fast forward to today. This is why a lot of people have hesitancy when it comes to thinking about. <laughs> thinking about the treatment that you get when it comes to health care, when it comes to jobs and it comes to assistance in the communities. We've never been given anything without some type of. Warp across our back we've never been given an opportunity that didn't cost us our lives so you have to understand the hesitancy when it comes to government when it comes to authority when it comes to anything other than what we know because it has never been in the best interests of us it has never been with the best interest of us in mind it has never been without any type of repercussions that didn't cost us everything we had. So the natural hesitancy is a historical issue that so many people would love to skate across because it is not about that right now. It's about getting this to you. I need you to do this because we need the economy. Good. I want you to do this because we got to get the, the world you know, back going. But the very people you're using to get certain things done or you're manipulating, are you using us as poster childs? Are you putting us out on the forefront and you're trying to make us feel like we are so special or the same ones you disregarded? Centuries. Centuries. Think about it. Even after we were no longer slaves, even after we were given an amendment to the Constitution, Tuskegee happened, where you allowed people to become a part of your trials. You did not treat people. you injected them with these disease. You didn't treat them. You lied to them. They died. That was in the 60s. My father was born in 58. My mother was born in 64. You want people to believe in the system. You want us to really trust in the system. But how many women, how many black women die, giving child, giving birth to children every single day because of the neglect in the hospitals? How many of us have no health care? How many of us do not have equal opportunities, equal pay? How many of us work so much harder, have to overachieve just to exist in rooms that we really are overqualified for. But we do it just to feel like we're a part of something because for so long it's embedded in us that we're not good enough. When you think about Juneteenth. It is so much more. Than a celebration because. It really marked the beginning of a fight. We're still fighting. Historically, it's very interesting how. People don't understand what the Jim Crow era is, or the new Jim Crow, or the existing Jim Crow, or the never ending Jim Crow, or the women's suffrage. For centuries, we fought for our voice. We fought for our existence. We've been mimicked. We've been talked about. We've been judged. We've been critiqued. We've been pointed out. Sarah Bartman was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman who was beautiful, voluptuous, hips, lips and tail that white people pay for it today. And even some black girls. But she was dragged around in a cage by white men like a zoo animal for the features that we love and adore today. It wasn't always beautiful and popular to be black, nor was it always accepted, nor was it always somewhere that you can love out loud and be proud of who you are, but today, In the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the anger, in the midst of the frustration, in the midst of the inadequacies, in the midst of the adversity, we find joy. And we call that black joy because even though we see suffering, even though we feel pain, even though we have been neglected, even though we've had to fight for every single thing that we have, every single space that we're in and still have to prove every single day, despite the burdens that we carry on our back, that it's okay for us to be happy. It's okay for us to have joy. It's okay for us to be grateful and to have a smile on our face when we have tears in our eyes and our souls are hurting and our hearts are broken. When we have to bury our children, when we're losing family by the droves, when everyone wants to move on with life because life has to go on when we're suffering, when we're trying to worry about how we can get assistance, when we're trying to worry about how we can feed our our babies, when we're worrying about if we send our kids to school, will they be okay? And if they get sick, will they have adequate health care? What do you do when all you can do is exist in a world that says you shouldn't? You find joy. You find joy. And that is what Juneteenth is. It's not just a celebration. Juneteenth is a reminder of how far. We were pushed. How we are still every single day of our life, battling legislation, battling bills that are being passed to keep us in bondage, fighting for our brothers and sisters, choosing ourselves every single day, learning how to take care of ourselves, learning how to put ourselves first, rebuilding the nuclear family because the world has told us that was wrong, The world has told us that having a father in the household is not of black people. Black people don't have fathers in the in the in the home. But the reason black people don't have fathers in the home is because society has ripped our fathers from our homes, either by our health. Either by systemic racism, prejudice, oppression. Being killed in the streets by our own or by others. Feeling like we have to hustle for everything we have because we were given nothing in life. And the only way we will eat is if we go out there and grind and hustle and get it at all costs. Even if that means giving up our life and leaving our families behind. Juneteenth is not just a celebration. Juneteenth is an honor. It is an inauguration of who we are and who we've had to be. We didn't want to. To be this, we had to be this because this is what America has built. Can you imagine going into spaces where you know people feel like you don't belong, and having to hold your head high, and having to articulate what you need to say, get it out clearly, and not feel like you're less than, even though you know everyone in the room is assuming you are. Do you know what it feels like to be the only of your kind in a position that you're overqualified for? And you're trying to open doors for those that are coming behind you, but you truly don't want them to come behind you because you know that they are nothing but vultures and wolves in those doors. And you want to protect another soul from going through what you've had to go through, because the truth is, even though you're in there, you're still fighting the same wolves that you're trying to protect them from. How about having to justify your pride in self? How about having to educate people on why I am human just like you or why my skin color doesn't make me different than you or why my ability to code switch is not something I choose, but it's something I'm having to do. Because if I don't, it could cost me everything. I have to know how to be in a space where I don't even feel comfortable being. I have to learn how to fight a pack of wolves without my hoes, because if I pull my hoes out, then I could be shot down. I could be killed. I could be isolated. I could be ostracized. I could be destroyed just because I'm defending myself, because everything I am is an aggressive creature to anything other than those that look like me. Driving in your car, you walk by someone who's driving and and they see you and they instantly lock their doors. You have a hoodie on. You are a threat. You got your hands in your pockets. You are a threat. You're a black person walking in this store, in this neighborhood. You are a threat. See, no one wants to talk about. How in Texas, there are sundown towns, they are not called sundown towns now, but there are still certain areas that I still will never frequent because of the aura of that area, because of who resides in those areas and the uncomfortable feelings that you have in certain areas. Because everybody knows that sundown towns mean if you're black and you are in a certain area after a certain time that anything goes for you because you didn't belong in that area. This isn't talking about. Black on black crime. I'm talking about white on black crime. I'm talking about areas that you cannot go if you are of color and do not pass because you don't belong there. And that was a way for them to exert their power. Maybe they wouldn't kill you. Maybe they just rape you. Maybe they would beat you and and leave you in a ditch. Maybe they would drug you. Maybe they would kidnap you and torture you until someone decided to put in a, a, a search out for you to find you. That existed in the nineties that existed before the nineties. And even today in 2021, there are certain areas that are very clear in their aura that you do not go there. But people don't talk about that. When you speak about Juneteenth, people want to say it is a celebration, but it is not a celebration. It's an inauguration to our freedom. And what is an inauguration? It's a, it's a beginning. It's an entry. It's, it's a starting point. It's an official welcome to your new space. But once you get to that space, everything that's there is pain. It's struggle. It's breaking down walls. It is in, it's the constant battle. When people speak about the massacres that happened, Understand that these massacres happened after we were created free. We were we were written in as free. But you're not free to thrive. You're not free to live here. You're not free to buy this property. You're not free to have money. You're not free to build businesses. You're not free to be successful. You're not free to go to school. You're not free. You are just not our Slave on paper, but we still own you. We still control you. You have redlining. What, are, what is redlining? Well, that's those are areas that banks don't fund. They're, they're, they're areas that you cannot rent to a black person. You, you cannot. Yeah, that's real. It's real. There's a lot of dark history. And even to this day, if I'm being very honest, there is a certain dialect that just really triggers me. And that's when I. When a person has a really, 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 really twangy, southern, good old boy dialect, it triggers me. I'm not comfortable And I have to coincide with that. I have to coexist in those spaces and I'm uncomfortable. I'm instantly got my arm around because I. Am not going to let you make me forget. That I've earned being in the spots that I'm in, I've earned being at the spaces that I take up, I've earned it. It wasn't because of what I know of who I know. It wasn't because of who I've slept with because I haven't. It wasn't because I was a trust fund kid and just given opportunities. I worked my ass off. I educated myself. I studied, I learned, I networked and I got where I am because I've worked my ass off to get here. And having that type of freedom is intimidating to people. Who've done the opposite. Because all they have is their wealth all they have is their uh, network of who they know. But they have nothing to hold them and sustain them in the spaces that they take up. So it's intimidating and it's frightening and it's. Causing a lot of fear. Especially now that everything's out in the open, so much is being exposed, so much is being seen and so much is being heard and said. And people are really shaking. People are deciding I'm not going to work for that company. I'm not going to be in that space. Matter of fact, no one should be in that space. They're not good people. The dismantling and the destroying of a patriarchy that was created and sustained for all these years to keep people in this safe space has began to collapse. And now that Juneteenth is a recognized or soon to be recognized federal holiday, it means that these corporations who don't even really value black history month are now going to have to give us a day off. That's other than Dr. Martin Luther King day. Oh, we have to really acknowledge that there were real slaves in the world. We have to acknowledge that not just anywhere, but in Texas, there are real slaves in the world. Like there were and they were the last to know they were free. (laughs) It's very important to understand that. No matter what we are collectively facing, when moments like this happen, it is a moment of clarity. It is a moment of ancestral power. It is a moment of recalibration because we're able to remind ourselves just how significant the journey has been, just how significant the path has been and why it is so imperative that we keep going. We must. We must. So we're gonna celebrate and we're going to enjoy and we're going to have a great old time and we're going to really embrace the sun and we're going to love on ourselves a little more because we have every reason in the world not to. But black joy We've come a very long way. And even though we have a long way to go, when we look at where we are and I can look at my grandparents and say. I've made you proud. I know that we've made my great grandparents proud. because we didn't destroy the foundation they began for us. We did not discard the traditions that they had for us. We did not act like it didn't exist and we're praising some random ancestors that we don't even know, never learned about and just randomly trying to attach to something. We carried on the lineage in a way that evolved the lineage but kept sacred the most precious parts. And that surpasses land. That surpasses anything you could name. Because it's in our roots. It's in our DNA, it's in our blood, it's in our soul. And that is something that no matter what is happening around us, no matter what is going on around us, no matter what the world says is happening to us. One thing is for certain. None of that can destroy the makeup of a soul. And we know that. And the closer we get to us, the closer we get to our roots, the deeper we learn and the deeper we go and the deeper we connect, the more powerful we become. Because so long people have tried to do Opposite of what has been happening within our families. We don't want to do what our grandparents did. We don't want to learn the things our grandparents knew. We don't want those traditions. But that's where your power lies because it's not about disconnecting from the essence of your historical past. It is about evolving those very lines of connection. You connect to that and you surpass every single hurdle and every single obstacle because you owe it to your lineage to do so. Anytime you drop a piece of your soul, a piece of your core, a piece of your history, a piece of your lineage to pick up something that is not of you and not birth within you and not of the lane and the, the blood and the sweat and the tears and the sacrifice that is connected to you. You have jeopardized everything. That everyone before you worked for and built. It isn't meant. To be perfect, it is meant to progress, it is meant to prosper, it is meant to create a foundation for you to continue to build on, not discard and start over. A lot of people would be a lot further if they just respected the traditional the, the traditions that their home, their own family have created. A lot of people would be a lot further if they connected to the roots that are in their own family. You're trying to connect to people in books. Black people, your black history. Don't you know that? You don't know the first thing about your grandparents. You don't know the first thing about your great grandparents. You don't know their stories. You don't know their pain. You don't know the sacrifices. And I'm not speaking about the grandparents that's in their 30s. I'm speaking about the grandparents that's like 60s, 70s, 80s, 80 years old grandparents. Nowadays, grandparents are younger, much, much younger. But I'm talking about big mama. I'm talking about grandma. I'm talking about Momo. I'm talking about your grandparents that came years, years, years before you. The trajectory that they felt, the obstacles that they've conquered. Learn about your history. That should be something you are proud about. That is what should help you straighten your back and lift your head and walk with confidence, knowing that they have passed the torch to you. And your fight isn't the same fight as everyone else's fight. Everyone has a position to play in the midst of the war. Find your position And your weaponry and use that to progress. Juneteenth is our inauguration. It was our inauguration and every year that it comes around, it's a reminder of the inauguration so that you can review. And I'm so blessed because it literally comes. Eleven days before my birthday. That's an honor That is a privilege. It's the last day of Gemini season. It is a day before the summer solstice. Tell me that's not a rebirth. Tell me that's not a seasonal shift. Tell me that that's not power. And it surges Father's Day weekend in. Father's Day right behind it. You can't tell me that it isn't an ordainment. There's a sense of knowing the power you hold when you stand on and in your truth. Because you can exist in spaces with a sense of authority that you do not have to prove or push or convey in any way other than being. When I look in the eyes. Of someone. Whether you are African-American, Native American. Latin, Hispanic, anyone with any type of minority. Juneteenth makes me feel even more so encouraged because I understand that because my roots go so deep and my family is so mixed, And our ancestral ties are so very potent. There's a sense of sacred connectedness that I always feel. And even at times when the world is very heavy and I feel like It's just too much going on. And people look at me and they smile or they look at me and they say, you know. How my light. Makes them feel. I'm reminded. I'm reminded. Of historical grace. Historical mercy resilience and an inner power that pushes me to continue on because it's not just about me. Sometimes it's despite me, but I have to do it for those who are looking for a reason to do so for themselves. That's the torch my. Lineage has passed to me. Wisdom to know when to put a burden down and when to pick one up. Wisdom to know when to assist in carrying it. Wisdom to know when to talk someone through it. Wisdom to know when it's time out for everything else but me. Wisdom. Knowledge. Power. Strength. Resilience, encouragement. Let me tell you, Juneteenth is a reminder of the potency of change, the potency of power, the potency of the inability to give it up. Juneteenth was not a celebration. Juneteenth was an inauguration and an opportunity To have hope. To gain strength. To pursue. More. Even without direction. Even without understanding of how. Even without help. And even if it meant losing everything, including my life. Juneteenth is an honor. Not because it was given by man, not because it was given at the last of the last moment. No, because it provided a stamp on history that must always be referenced. When you think about the perseverance, the determination, the resilience, the sacrifice, the loss, The pain, the tears, the abuse, the misuse, the mistreatment, the neglect, the abandonment. When you think about all of those things. And then you see. How far we have come. There's a long road to hold ahead. But we're also a long road from where we were. And we have no choice but to keep moving forward. And along the way, we're going to continue to rip up any root that needs to be ripped up. We're going to continue to pick up our men and we're going to continue to support Our And we're going to continue to love on each other and we're going to continue to raise our children and love on our children and get back to building the nuclear of our homes because our lives and our lineage depend on it. Because at the end of the day, that is all you have. So. Happy Juneteenth. It is an honor. It is an honor to be here, to be able to speak on this, to be able to experience this, to be able to say that throughout all the pain, despite all of the disappointment, despite all of the loss, despite of the history, despite of every reason to say it is not worth it. Black joy. Black joy. And I love that for us. And even if you're not black, I love that for you. Because the more you learn, the more you grow and the more you evolve. And that's what it's all about. Removing your fears and tapping into what is real and what you know. No matter which side of history you come from. Acknowledging what is. is how you get through. (laughs) Happy Juneteenth, people. Have an incredible weekend. Love on your people. Enjoy your people. And spread some black joy around. I cannot wait. To speak with you guys again. I will be releasing the Father's Day episode as well this weekend. And also the part two of the June astrology. Overview. With um, the start of cancer and season. It's going to be a very interesting time. So. Until our next. Daily dose of energy, guys. I love your freaking souls. Be gentle with yourself. Move in grace and gratitude. Bye.